That's Mike. That's Toya. And, and this, this is, is Tech, Tech Beats and Bikes. So it has been a while. It has been a while. Listen. Um, I know y'all have been waiting. It is long overdue. But we're back. Yes. As I type, we're back. Literally on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Typing right now. We yes. are back. So, um. There we go. Done. Got a lot to talk about. I know. But how have you been, first of all? Man, I, listen. Just out here in these streets. Trying to make some stuff happen. You done had about 1,300 speaking engagements. Um. Yeah, you know, you know. People, people want to hear what I got to say. No, it's been cool, though. I, I enjoy being able to um, kind of share my journey and what I've experienced professionally and then turn that into entrepreneurship with other, especially women who are looking to do the same thing, who are looking to transition. So it's been really cool. Dope. It's been really cool. And then, of course, with Cosmology, we got our shipment in January and all we started right. shipping out to all of our pre-orders and pre-sale customers. So huge thanks to everybody who supported us and the feedback has been phenomenal. How's the, so, uh, how many, how many have you shipped? Or is that oh, we've shipped not public lot. information? Not yet. public information, <laughs> but we've shipped a lot. <laughs> and, um, and it's only gonna get better. And what I really like about it is that because we did it that way, we're now able to use the data that we have to enhance our marketing and our sales. Oh. So really dope. So that's what we're working on now. So things moving fast, fast. Things moving fast. You know, I, but we're taking our time. We want to be smart. We don't want to just jump out and not have a strategy. So all right, that's what we're doing. What about you? Not man. Don't even do it. I've been trying to do it. A, <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, because I know. So don't even do it. I've been trying to do as much of nothing as possible. The lies. I mean, that's, that's the strategy. It may not have been working. <laughs> uh, you know what? I can't really talk about it because uh-huh. a lot of stuff is under contract. Right. So while things are in negotiations, it's hard to have those conversations. But, uh, right. you know, things are picking up in their own way. Yeah. But in about three months, we'll have a whole different conversation. Right. So y'all have to wait for that. Yeah. Yes, but trust, God. things are always brewing with this team. So with that being said trying to think of which way we want to go mm-hmm. I mean we got a lot to cover I know the people got a lot they want to hear I got a couple of messages and I got things people want to see us discuss yeah. but, um, just dive in go with your gut what's speaking to you alright first thing that's speaking to me actually is this whole uh, Miami International Stock Exchange I saw that Yeah. Um, go ahead and unpack that yeah so I'm going to read a little bit about that I mean first of all it's very very exciting but also kind of worrying. So uh, mm-hmm. the vision for the MIAX equities is to become a marketable place that enables access to the Latin American markets, a place where the global Hispanic entrepreneurs can seek capital and growth opportunities and exchange where Latin American companies will want to be listed. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. So the launch of this is still pending upon, of course, the SEC approval. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is my only fear with that. We have a lot of things going on with South America. Uh, a lot of stuff that's going on with South America that isn't really the most favorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have wars getting started down there and a lot going on. But I guess in war is the best time to make money for right. some people. Right. Although now you got it right. Yeah, I missed, I made a mess. I made so a mess. it's focused on me right yeah. now. It should be. Um, so the thing is, I don't know if it's the time. When I think we know that we're pretty much about to have an economic downfall that's about to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're real close to probably a financial crisis within the next two to three years. 
Yeah. I mean, now's the time to save up and definitely buy stocks as companies go into more of a bear market. Mm-hmm. Like January was a good time to buy stock because now everything's back up and this would be the time to dump, in theory, if you wanted to make some quick money. Yeah. But I just don't know if that's what Miami needs right now. That, and then I think, too, to your point that you were making earlier, that sometimes the biggest growth and sort of the biggest exchange in wealth happens during those tumultuous times. Right. People are able to make huge come-ups. Right. During depressions. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's when the tide sort of changes and those who did not have may end up having and those who had may not have anymore. So a part of me is happy because I got money in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) So as uh, our friend Burkine said, you know, in the times if you have liquid, this is a great time for you Mm because you make your investments and then you come back out on top. But I'm just thinking when people go through that, when money comes into play, though, how does it come into effect and how does it affect other people? Yeah. How are they going to deal with that? That's the only thing I'm kind of worried about. Right. And, and two, when you talk about like the whole Latin American play, even though politically some of these countries may be in upheaval, you're seeing a lot that's happening on the entrepreneurial side. Right. Those countries like Colombia, Venezuela, Argentina. Exactly. There's a lot that's happening. And a lot of these different countries are really ramping up when it comes to tech and manufacturing and they're offering solutions to entrepreneurs, especially those in the U.S. who want another option besides going to China. Right, I agree with that. So, I mean, it's a it's a whole different game. I mean, like, uh, and since we're on the stock, we'll just stick with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I was talking about to my homeboy this morning, uh, Robert, like the biggest mistake I made kind of goes with some of the hustle advisory. We're gonna have that coming out. We just gonna we're gonna make that a little blurb. Because CNN, y'all can't have breaking news all day for something that broke earlier. <laughs> right. I, I want to understand. Oh, okay. I want to understand it's the terms. I want to understand the terms of breaking news with CNN. It's not the same. Something to come out at 8 o'clock. It happened at 8. Right. At 5 o'clock, it's still not Wolf Blitzer and his monotone voice is still talking about his breaking news. <laughs> right. Breaking news. That's like, that 24 7 news cycle. Something else has right. happened. So, but we're going to have a little thing. When I do this stuff, it's going to be called a hustle advisory. So, for me, I guess I'm into it and I think it's a good thing because one of the things I saw was uh, shorten the Tesla stock mm. um, when they had to pay back that $297 million in cash mm-hmm. that Musk was going to have to come up with. It was a Friday night, about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I went to the gym and accidentally took the energy drink <laughs> too late. So I took the, <laughs> so I took the energy drink to go to the gym at about 11 o'clock. So I'm just going to be up. I get home at 12 from the gym. I'm not going to sleep at 3. So I'm just like, you know what? Might as well do some stock research. And at 328, because I have a screenshot of it, because I was really (laughs) considering it. (laughs) And I'm probably sending a graphic to Dante so we can edit that in. Uh 328, it says to short to call basically it's called calling a put you mm-hmm. i mean you, you buy a put right which is basically saying you the short the stock is going to short so i do that and i'm looking at it and the stock is at 309 mm-hmm. the striking point is at 310 mm-hmm. so i don't really know about stocks i'm learning stocks i think one day i may want to take my e7 just so i can go trade officially yeah. but as i'm looking at it it's already below the striking point. Mm-hmm. And so if it keeps decreasing, right. I'm making money because you're buying 100 shares at a time. Go back the next day, it's gone. 
and actually it's Friday, so I forget about it. Right. I don't come back till till Monday. Monday. Uh huh. Because you know my Friday was gone because I ain't go to sleep at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> I come back and I look at it, and I looked at the sliding chart. I basically would have been up thirty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. from a five hundred dollar investment. Wait, so you didn't do it? No, I did. What? I hesitated because it was <laughs> three o'clock. First, because I was you, wired. You weren't sure if you were like in your right mind. Right. It's like it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I reading this right? Yeah. Am I understanding? Because it was going to be my first time doing that. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'm not understanding this, and I should probably wait. But they had to make the announcement of how they were going to come up with the money. Right. The next day, the stock tumble. It went down like twenty something percent. Gee. I would have been in like. Yeah. I would have made about five grand. I, right now, I would be sitting on five grand. Right. So, yeah. Easy. Over a weekend. So, that was not even a weekend. One day, $580. True. A couple of pair of Jordans and some bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had but to put. that lifestyle. So, that happened. Um, but I do I do have a topic that because, you know, you're selling a product. I'm going to ask my daddy about Tesla because he's huge in the stocks. Like, I dibble and dabble, but I'm real passive with it. I'm aggressive in my holdings, but I'm not actively like paying attention. I'm going to have to ask my daddy if he did tough. So I'm asking, how did you bought that up? See, this is what happened when we won't, we won't talk like we used to. And, and y'all don't know, we, we use these, we use the show to catch up. <laughs> Why don't we have like a a group for young black professionals just to talk about stocks and to give advisory? We totally can. I think we, because like me and my homeboy Robert, we talk. Yeah, it should be. We can do options. I don't think it's, I'm not ready to do a whole show because I've started watching some of the shows because I, I don't think I'm that into it. Yeah. And I also don't want people being mad at me and suing me because I gave mm-hmm. them bad advice. But I definitely should have shorted that stock. And it's about three other stocks out there that should be shorted right now because yeah. they're about to do their earnings and reporting. And this is just another thing. I was saying, you know, it's like three ways for us to get rich. Running a business to be self-made, whatever your business is, right. real estate or the stock market. Yeah. Somebody else in my family is doing real estate. She got that on lock. Right. That's not my thing. I'm going to do the stocks. That's what my dad's, so my dad's philosophy is, because you know our family has real estate history, Mm -hmm. but he's never been into real estate. He doesn't like the the care that goes into You got to do the things you care about. Right. So his thing is stocks. So he's been in it for like years. Even when we were little, he bought stocks for us. So we've always kind of been in it, but I wanted to dabble in it. But like you, I kind of get a little like trigger cautious because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Because you never quite know. So I've done, I have stocks, but I kind of like let them sit. I'm trying to put mines into a field of what I would consider like play money. Right. No, it so should be play money. Put aside a certain, but I, I want my play money to be bigger. Right. My play money isn't big enough and mm-hmm. I got to take a bigger risk. So the way I'm looking at it is what I'm thinking is we do that. You make it happen because one of the fun facts I pulled up, especially about being 40 years old, almost 40 this mm-hmm. year. As I was looking into it, um, if my parents, although they didn't buy stocks, they're not in the stocks, but just if it would have happened, mm-hmm. if my parents would have purchased a hundred dollars worth of Apple stock for my graduation mm-hmm. versus whatever they got me, I think like a microwave and a chest. <laughs> <laughs> they got what the they what you need. Whatever I needed. Yeah. Seven years ago, that stock was worth six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. $100 would have converted. Now, of course, that would have required me to discipline of not touching it all this right. time. Right. But still. So I'm like, for my nephew, that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah. It's like certain stocks I'm buying for my nephew and I'm going to figure out a way to put it into a trust. Mm-hmm. So um, as we get ready for a small mic change on your end, I want to get into something that going into what we were saying, something that kind of focuses on you 
and something that's a big issue is going to be our main conversation for today, I think, should be the retail apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) And so this was some information, of course, that was received in from the AP. Mm -hmm. And so from our AP, we got this information. And so we got into, of course, the Amazon HQ2. Right, right. Which we talked about Amazon last year. You're right. So I just want to get a little bit deeper into it. Get some feedback from you. So um, last month, Amazon canceled its plans to build a corporate campus in New York City after facing backlash. Uh, many people believe that Amazon didn't deserve $3 billion in government incentives. Mm-hmm. Opponents of the campus had concerns about the apparent uh, using government subsidies to gentrify a neighborhood. And also, some of the campus's supporters were local unions and residents. You just stepping all in front of the camera, kind of a bad way. Guys, we're getting back on the horse. Just, you know, it's live. This is what happens. Just the aspect of walking around the camera just totally slipped our mind. <laughs> so some of the campus supporters were local unions and the residents who were hopeful that the project would bring jobs. Um, by the way, Amazon promised 25,000 jobs. Mm-hmm. AOC, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez raised the following questions about these 25,000 jobs in December. When we talk about bringing jobs to the community, we need to dig deep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought it was definitely going to be more than that. Uh, but anyways, so, <laughs> <laughs> so as the company promised to hire in the existing community, what's the quality of jobs? How many are promised and are these jobs low wage or high wage Mm -hmm. are there benefits can people collectively bargain I don't see nobody bargaining with Amazon and I'm thinking maybe she asked some of these questions rhetorical (laughs) I'm I'm assuming you know the answer to this since you got people out in Cali that's working for Amazon and living in their cars in the parking lot and taking showers you know so right um, yeah so Amazon didn't comment about the salaries nor the range of positions, but evidence of their first HQ in Seattle showed that the company showed that many of the roles they hire for are high level admin and software engineering jobs, mm-hmm. which sounds good. Right. If the people with the needed background to fill those roles don't live in Long Island, of course, where will they come from? Definitely not Long Island. Um, outside not the local community hence the beginning of gentrification Mm -hmm. so since the level of jobs blah 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 I'm gonna skip past some of that now this is my thing is it is and I'm playing devil's devil's advocate Mm -hmm. is it fair to say that that's automatically gentrification or is it an opportunity to have a better pipeline to hire more minorities I think it cuts both ways, right? Because you know that um, that be, if the talent pool is not there, then that means they're hiring in. So then those people who come in, they're going to look for a place to live. And then the whole thing that happens with Silicon Valley, right? Right. You get people that become displaced because the the standard of living and the, the housing economy just continues to inflate based on the jobs that are there if they're doing high-level jobs out of that location. 
if it's like here, because Amazon's here, right? Mm-hmm. They have tons of different warehouses here. Those jobs are not like high paying jobs. They're like warehousing right. jobs Packaging, and delivery, yeah. right? So right. it just all depends. So if they were doing those high level jobs and those people are going to need a place to live, and of course they'll want to stay close to where they are because Long Island City is not like, it's not in the proximity of the city. So you'll be out kind of in the suburbs. So yeah, no, I think it'll you'll see a little bit of everything and it'll create, it'll definitely change the way that Long Island City looks. Okay. In a few years is what I think. But I would definitely say to her and uh, to Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, good for her to sort of hold them accountable. Because her being a congresswoman, she's like, wait a minute, pause. Like, let's be a little bit more critical of what they're doing and not just give money because it's Amazon. I'm going to talk about her later. I think she's dope. And it's something I want to address about her. But we're going to get to that later. Mm-hmm. So the Amazon contract is set for a county board vote on March 16th. So here's what's not in the contract. Mm -hmm. Amazon is not required to provide construction workers with a living wage. (laughs) I don't even know what that means, but (laughs) sounds harsh. Uh, (laughs) Amazon does not have to contribute to Arlington's affordable house trust fund. Um, So some things to consider. And so what is Amazon obligated to do? All right, set up shop. So, I mean, while a lot of people that I know that we know personally in Miami are pushing for Amazon to come here, is it really what we need if we already have a shortage of software engineers and tech development in South Florida? Is that really what we need down here right now? But I mean, we've already lost our film industry. Mm-hmm. So we just about to give Amazon $3 billion. Right, and that's so you. And why does the richest man in the world need more money? <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm asking yeah. this. You know, we said we was gonna do this this year. I'm asking for the basis of friends. I'm asking <laughs> for the basis of people that might not have the same business acumen that mm-hmm. others have. Why does the richest man in the world, with one of the most profitable companies, need more money to make more money? Right, so that's been some of the criticism of Amazon, right? Because they have, for the longest time, they weren't really turning a profit. They've been kind of operating in the negative. Uh, and then too, right? Which so it's been it's coming stock. out. It's been coming out that they don't necessarily pay taxes like they should. Right. So <laughs> so they kind of like in their own lane and orchestrating and channeling however they want to in the U.S. economy. And that was another thing, LOC, you know, when she was talking about, you know, taxing everybody for their money and taxing 70%, when she made it clear on uh, D&M show, uh, she's only talking about taxing people that make more than $10 million. And it got to the point of, like, she was saying, when is enough enough? Like, mm-hmm. do you really need 75 chicken wings or can you get <laughs> by with 40? I mean, so should you not be taxed when you got $10 million? Should you not contribute back to the society that has made you filthy rich? Absolutely, because the people who work for you are paying taxes. (laughs) So, and that's the thing that, and going back to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like that's been her sort of response to Amazon lines directly up with what's been her politics so far because one of the things that she got criticized on was sort of wanting to have her staff all make a living wage. And I think people don't like her because she's using common sense politics. 
And I think that's offending a lot of old white men. <laughs> right. Who on, used to the, the old right way. Side. Yeah. Because they're yeah. very offended by her. And it's crazy because she's doing what people have been wanting and asking for. But I guess because it's a different packaging. And actually for me to say old white men on the other side, it's actually not racist. Just go look at the Republican parties and their committees. It's just not a lot of diversity on that side of the table. Um, so Amazon does get this, though. 15 percent of hotel tax increases. So Amazon's arrival is expected to increase hotel booking mm-hmm. and lead to a boost in hotel revenue and 23 million in Arlington to ask for favors from Amazon. So I'm just trying to figure out in this whole situation, does New York have the potential? Does Miami, does anybody have the potential of winning with the Amazon expansion? Right. And I think because Arlington, Virginia is sort of on the table as well for a vote on 316. So, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Amazon lands and what happens and then the coming sort of impact of the community that's surrounding it and how that shapes what they look like. Right. And for some of those that are out there, um, a living wage is the minimum income necessary for a worker to meet their basic needs. Needs are being defined as such food, housing, and other essential needs as such as clothing. Mm-hmm. The goal of a living wage is to allow a worker to afford a basic but decent standard of living. So they're not trying to ball, buy Teslas. Right. They actually are just trying to survive. Be comfortable and not have to work two jobs. I was about to say, without having to work that additional job. Yeah. So with Amazon comes the, you know, everything that's good for the goose isn't good for the gander. Mm-hmm. More than 4,000 stores are closing <laughs> in 2019. Right. As the retail apocalypse drags on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to go through this list. I took the time to copy and paste all this. This was not my AP. I did more of this. Because I was like, if somebody's getting rich, somebody's suffering. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to see it. That's just the way of the world. If somebody's making money, somebody Of capitalism. Else, yeah. It's just, it's just how it's going to be. Yeah. So, Payless Shoe Source, 2,500 mm-hmm. stores. Jimboree, 805 stores. Family Dollar, 390 stores. They better not close the Family Dollar by my house. <laughs> Shopico, never heard of them, but 251 stores. Chico's, 250 stores. Gap, 230 stores. I say Chico's and Gap's has to do with Fashion Nova for women and Fashion, fashion Nova and Fashion Nova for men. That's why <laughs> they should have just made a partnership. Performance Bicycle. I'm going to write that off to Orange Therapy. Uh, Orange Theory mm-hmm. in the gyms. That's why they losing. Charlotte Russe. I just remember a lot of old women shopping there. <laughs> old women? No, I thought it was more like tweens. And I thought that was old. No, that's almost like a rave okay. kind of or whatever. Go ahead. Well, kids don't dress. They just buy stuff from Fashion Nova. Um, <laughs> Sears. Can. 70 stores. Sears, Sears should have been shut down. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all still owe us an ice maker. I'm back in that place now. <laughs> I was going to say, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. We're still waiting on that ice maker. Um, destination maternity. Now, I know I'm sitting with a new mother. You think maybe that's because mothers are ordering stuff off of Amazon too and y'all not trying to go to the stores? Y'all no. need more time with y'all kids? No, I mean, I'm still a shopper. Like, I, I haven't gotten into... Anyways. And that may be it too. They may just not be very good at sort of tapping into their market. But you do have a lot, like Target has maternity clothes and. So more competition, more. Right. Bulk. More places to go. Victoria's Secrets, 53 stores. Mm. I haven't heard anybody really talk about Victoria's Secrets in a while. Uh, 
Mm-mm. I don't know what's going on there. People don't like lingerie no more. T-shirt and boy shorts. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> uh, Kmart, Abercrombie and Fitch. Once again, Fashion Nova. It's all Abercrombie. <laughs> uh, Christopher and Banks, J.C. Penney, Twenty Seven Stores, Beauty Brands, Henry Banner, Lowe's. I guess Home Depot is just killing y'all right now. Lowe's, y'all need better products. I mean, honestly, Lowe's don't really do it for me. Uh, Macy's is nine stores. J. Crew is seven stores, and Kohl's is four stores. Nordstrom is. I'm thinking of all the things that I order. If even looking at this list, I'm thinking of all the things that I actually order mm-hmm. from Amazon, Amazon. and mm-hmm. I can understand why these stores are shutting down. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't gotten to the point of ordering clothing on Amazon. Like I don't think I'll ever get to that point. Unless it just because, and I know that they're enhancing their clothing offering. I just haven't gotten to that level yet. But to your point, like camera equipment, household stuff, all of that stuff, you just order from Amazon, it comes out cheaper. And then what a lot of people do is they go in the store, see how much it costs, look it up on Amazon, but like, right. oh, I'm gonna just order it off Amazon. It makes no sense. So, and I think that what's also happening, because when I was in Atlanta this weekend, it was amazing how many abandoned malls <clears throat> are in that city. Like just straight up abandoned. Some of them may have like a few lingering stores, but most of the storefronts are closed. I went to like North Lake Mall. That mall just looked pretty much almost abandoned. There was another mall that was kind of out in like Tucker, Georgia, that was completely like closed down. And it's just a lot of massive real estate that is gone. So I think what's also happening too is that you're seeing that these retailers aren't adapting to the new way of shopping. So this is how I feel about malls. If I own a mall, we mentioned this to the Boynton Beach Mall. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned this to Panama City Mall. If I own a mall, I'm turning some of those mall spaces into micro apartments. So if you're thinking about it, I'm going to the big wings. Right. Or the JCPenney's, the, department the Sears. Stores. Yeah, the big department stores, which were pretty much your anchors. Right. So I'm going into the anchor. I'm getting the city approval to build at least seven to 12 stories high. I'm building micro apartments right there because you got the parking. One thing all malls have is enough parking space. Mm-hmm. So you build micro apartments on the anchor size. In between, you put all the essentials. I'm talking about all the way to a church. Boyden Beach <laughs> Mall has a church there. That church does good. That church has a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Just for some people to consider. Yeah. So you put a church, you put a gym. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you do redo your whole food court concept and think more of a food hall concept. Right. Do an entertainment area, allow some pop-up shops, and just succumb to Amazon and put a whole bunch of Amazon locker locker space (laughs) and allow people to order. Yeah. And even people in surrounding areas. So now Amazon can increase this Amazon Prime, Mm -hmm. decrease the Amazon Prime membership, deliver it to one centralized location and allow you to pick it up from there to save money. So granted, and this helps for the people in apartments, yeah. uh, people for in neighborhoods where they don't want the packages left. This also helps with the theft of people that, you know, the Amazon pickers, right? people that, so <clears throat> use the, cause you have to have the structure there. You already have, every mall has a food court. So you have yeah. old equipment sitting there that can be used. Right, you have bathrooms. Enough bathrooms. Yeah. You have the plumbing. Yep. If anything, you're going to have to increase the plumbing on the anchor side where... The apartments. 
but you would make all your money back just from the apartments and the parking alone. You got valet. In theory, you have enough space. You have enough concrete that you could build another parking garage mm-hmm. if it's going to increase. Church is a nonprofit. Church is still making money. Oh, Can't absolutely. take away from what God is doing. God is killing it right now. <laughs> so... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Look, we were talking about this at the car wash. <laughs> and at the car wash, we were talking about a pastor. I won't mention his name. Okay. That is buying his fifth house with seven bedrooms, five bathrooms up in like the Port St. Lucie area, which is now the next spot. So another hustle advisory. If you're thinking about moving north, Port St. Lucie is the spot right now. Just buying Port St. Louis, yeah. yeah. And Vero Beach, uh, black neighborhoods, black communities, the value of their lands is uh, 147, 147% higher than most black neighborhoods. So good place to invest. Mm-hmm. But he's on his seventh, his fifth house. And I mean, yeah, he's tired of preaching. Yeah. Is what it, he doesn't have a job. God is still the only thing where you don't have to show any results. Right. There's no measurable, there's no tangible measurable results uh-uh. of a church these days. Uh-uh. Especially not when you don't have a job and you got seven houses. But Sister Jones can't mm-hmm. keep her lights on because she tithes into you faithfully. Listen. So I want you to take the next topic that I'm about to highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying the, the point that we're trying to make with all that, uh, to all the malls out there, get you some young people. Uh, be more creative think about what you're doing because there's a large opportunity and people want experiences yeah. and if I could live somewhere I don't the only thing you would be missing at that point would be a gas station but if a mall had some fresh fruit fresh right. vegetables I can order from Amazon you gotta think in the way the mall is set up you could set up like your own little indoor track and people could jog inside the right. mall that's what I'm saying it's a one stop shop and especially when you're talking about areas that aren't walkable right right? so they're not urban so you just can't like walk out the door and like find what you need you got to get in the car this provides another solution to where you're in a place and you can literally just walk outside i mean now that we're saying it it feels kind of minority reportish like (laughs) (laughs) it feels like somebody would get to the point good reuse of space it would be because you could throw in a co-work space in there so small i just think malls malls need to go ahead and shut down and restructure themselves before it's too late like yeah. why wait for the bankruptcy to happen when you could probably get investors and get Amazon to buy one wing of because right. most malls have three to four wings the right. way they're structured in that center area. Yep. Why not just give up a wing and give up a whole side to Amazon and just clear it out, have this big open space mm-hmm. and have Amazon lockers and just deliver all the stuff there. So now you got multiple UPS trucks coming to one location. Now you're saving on the carbon input from them big trucks delivering mm-hmm. and everything else. And especially especially Amazon them little sorry little Amazon Prime people y'all got riding around in them vans that throw the package at your door I promise you (laughs) everybody on those Amazon Prime should be running track because before my ring can even pick them up they done took a picture and got back I mean I'm I'm waiting for one picture to come where they just drop off my package and they take a picture while the package still in mid-air and and they running because by the time I get to the door they gone yeah but that's what they talk about too the backlash on Amazon as well is how much they overwork their employees and the like the pressure that they're under to like perform and like the timing like everything has to be super fast so that's another thing too when you're talking about Amazon 
and how uh, it transforms communities and right. what it does to people because the hours that they end up working is like crazy. All right. What's that? Okay. So, hold on. How about this? Why don't you just switch channels? I did. Oh. All right, guys. Dealing with mics. It's time to upgrade the mics. Maybe we just need to buy new mics. All right. So, you going to talk about that other topic? Yes. So, natural hair, right? So, I believe it was last month. Uh, new York came out in the news that they were going to make it's um, illegal to discriminate against someone who has natural hair. So natural hair being sort of afro, cornrows, locks, etc. And what's interesting is that and I've had conversations about this as well, is that the fact that we even have to do this, right? So that speaks to where we are as a nation and as a people. The fact that we even have to make it illegal to discriminate against somebody based on their hair is one thing. The, the flip side of that is at least New York is taking a stance and making it a part of like um, the law because what's, what was in the law before dealt with like religious hair. So you may have had, um, so you know with the, the um, different um, Jewish religions, the, the sort of like the, the ringlets that the mm. men would have to wear, right? So then that was already in there. So there was sort of protection based on religious reasons for the way that you wear your hair now is including sort of ethnic cultural reasons which is huge and hopefully you'll start to see other states adapt it as well but the fact that we even have to still speaks volumes in terms of where we are as a country and then just for like political slash cultural slash quote unquote tolerance reasons it's you know it's, it's, it's interesting to say the least it's very very it's a complicated situation and um and you know we we do know that people are still being discriminated against even if it's little girls in schools being kicked out because they want to wear their hair out and natural or people sort of not being hired for jobs because they have their hair in locks um i can say that because i've been in sort of a creative industry i haven't experienced that and i like that and but that's what i chose right but if you are in sort of a more buttoned up profession you may not feel that you can truly be yourself because you've Feel like you have to live within sort of the standards of that profession. Well, now if you're in the state of New York, you can wear your fro and keep it going. I mean, I get the point of even putting into the terms of wearing your natural hair, but want to just be honest and just say we just don't like seeing black hair because you couldn't fire Becky for having straight hair growing in this natural state. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's my natural hair. We got to put a law. That's what I'm saying. Like, but uh, that goes back to where we are. That tolerance and the standards of beauty slash just what's acceptable is still based on a very um, narrow viewpoint. It's very narrow. It's very narrow. And it is what it is. But yeah. It's horrible is what it is. Um, right. Daniel, we see your question. Daniel has asked a question where he actually asked What you talking us, about, Daniel? Where are all of these unemployed folks going to go with this change in retail? Right. So, <laughs> and you know, it's the same thing like when toll plazas moved to being automated. Right. Just like coal mining jobs. I believe that overall, it just speaks back to people having to be open and accepting of change. 
and the idea of evolution. You have to continue to evolve. You can never stop learning. You can't get comfortable in what you felt was safe because there's no such thing as safe. People are realizing that with their nine to fives, like, oh my gosh, I got a career, I'm safe. No, you're not, you're only safe until you're either let go or they have to do um, cutbacks. So the, the idea of security is never there. So you always wanna make sure that you personally are equipped to handle whatever kind of comes your way. And, you're, and if you can't, you're able to shift and pivot be in order to be able to meet it. But how do you instill the mindset of consistent growth? I think a lot of people have a problem with that. I think so too. A lot of people are very complacent these days. Yeah. I mean, that's why you see people holding on to coal mining jobs. Like, really? <laughs> like, really? Y'all, y'all just want to stay in the mines? Hey, Trump told them it was coming back. But that's what I'm saying. But that's that's like holding on to something that is becoming passe. The, the orange man promised those jobs were coming back. Right. Um. So... I guess we can get into a couple of our we got some very short topics and so we got some five minute ringers that we're going to go through Mm. Um, shoot let's just go ahead and talk about all the pedophiles out there in the world (laughs) 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 I I, I want to go about it in a different way but let's just go ahead and get into all the pedophiles of the world so let's first start off with R. Kelly Mm. well pedophiles rapists sexual assaulters all, all the bad guys out there um so rather than focusing on the charges, we, R. Kelly, we, we feel you're guilty. I'm, I'm telling you now, I understand you're fighting for your life, but you're still guilty. Um, and he said that on the Gail King interview, in case nobody <laughs> caught that reference. I'm fighting for my... <laughs> Look, Listen. man. <laughs> I want to know why you didn't have $100,000 for bail. That's, that's really my main question. Yeah. Why didn't R. Kelly have $100,000 for bail? Secondly, um, your team is horrible, bro. <laughs> you just got a horrible team around you because you need some psychological help. And Gail, I appreciate you taking that conversation the way you did because the man was performing. You know, I, I can remember many nights sitting around watching TV and hearing Alicia say, but where are the tears? Where are the tears? <laughs> so every time when somebody starts to cry now, yeah. my first thing is to focus on where are the tears mm-hmm. I don't remember actually but don't even put too much on that because people can cry instantly some people have can cry like on the drop of a dime yeah so like that know. dude that did uh, Get Out right like how that roll it <laughs> kind of weird <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah but but to your point he didn't really where was the emotion for real for real outside of the like surface level I felt like he was two hormonal notes away from singing a song. <laughs> but I believe I can fly. And first Just of all, about to break it out. Yeah, how do you not own the rights to I believe I can fly? I don't know. Listen. Like, like what is you doing with your life? You don't own the rights to that, but the way he was moving and the like the whole the movement I was just like he about to start singing I felt like he but like didn't you already sing a song admitting all your guilt right he did in the closet or out the closet whatever that was that whole series epic mini series of songs and then there was some other song I don't know cause I stopped um, the last the last CD I bought of R. Kelly's was Chocolate Factory and I think that that was probably did that come out before or like after the sex tape that dropped. I, I don't know. know but I, I mean, no, the sex tape dropped way before that. I mean, but due to legal reasons, I can't tell you when the last time I bought music. Because <laughs> Xfinity, <laughs> Xfinity is streaming this right now. I don't buy music. Uh, last CD I bought was... Because I was in college. That was like maybe, yeah. So that was right around the time that the I only tape 12 was circulating. Play. After 12 play, I was done. 
I bought 12 play that's it yeah after that it was like a mm. so uh speaking of all these guys that don't know how to control themselves uh Mario Batali I guess that's how you say his name Bertelli oh yeah mm-hmm he had to give up all his restaurants. So after years of reports that he, the celebrity chef, sexually assaulted and harassed women, um, the I, I'm not going to try to pronounce this, uh, but the family has taken over, and the other partners have bought all of his shares. Well, he sold all of his shares, and they're now trying to regroup. And for those who may not know the name, that's the chef that was on the Chew, who was like Italian and had a little ponytail, and he used to wear the Crocs. That's Mario. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> First of all, something about a man with a ponytail that wears Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> just... That was that was his chef attire, and he was balding on the top. Look, he was holding on to that ponytail all day. Uh, and I remember I was went to my mom's because you know she's retired. So I was like, and I saw I was like, well, where is Mario? And that's what she told me about his his allegations and whatever happened. It's it's you know I think the whole we talked about the Me Too movement on the show before. Yeah, and. But you know what's interesting, and people have been talking about this a lot, is how R. Kelly and Bill Cosby have been so heavily in the news, but you don't really hear about Mario in the news. You don't see highlights about him. Weinstein, Weinstein you don't really hear. He was like one of the first, but you don't really see headlines about him. So, granted, they are they may all be guilty as all get out, right? But why does the news focus so much on the black men? Because allowing black people in power to stay within power without persecution allows inspiration for other black people. That is my determination. Mm -hmm. The only way you can continue to control the output of black individuals is to not allow them to see how powerful they are. And this is the reason why Digital Grass is continuing to do what it does. You can if you control the narrative, right. which is media and media in all forms, video, print. If you control the narrative, you control the output, you control the psychological aspects of how people reflect on things. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons why when we had our meeting a year and a half ago, I was like, we need to get back into storytelling. Yeah. All of us, everybody at our team has marketing skills. Mm hmm. But are we telling the right stories? And yeah. even even though we're not always just on here talking positive about every black person, just being able to have an intellectual conversation right. about stocks and braids and a New York cap, <laughs> I think it says a lot. Exactly. You, you got to think we just had a news reporter that was recently celebrating the fact that she got to wear her braids on a live, you know, broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud she was able to do that, but she shouldn't have to be celebrated. Exactly. She should do naturally. <laughs> right. Like, people don't understand it's 2019. Right. And black Americans are celebrating things that should be their natural rights. Right. It should be the norm. And you talking about forget. <laughs> Why can't we just move past it? We can't move past what we're it's still, still in. Here. <laughs> we're, we're still, still going through it. in it. Straight up. Like, yeah. I always ask people, I'm like, if you even look at black entertainment mm-hmm. who do we have talking to you outside of a gossip standpoint that's on I mean Wendy Williams mm-hmm. Breakfast Club who's talking to you besides maybe Roland Martin to educate you and to let you know what's going on in the world that's of color that's of popularity the last person I remember we had Dante correct me if I'm wrong I know you sending us notes the last person I remember is Tavis Smiley yeah, Tavis and Roland was the last ones I remember. Melissa Harris Perry, she was kicked off. Tamron Hall, she was doing some stuff. She got kicked off. I mean, and our girl Jamel Hill 
she got kicked off. Mm-hmm. Jamel was doing her thing with ESPN. I mean, now she's back, but who's black that's out there that's just dropping stuff that's not of a gossip and entertainment right. level? on a very national level. Because we know there's platforms and things out there, but Yeah, no disrespect level. to our yeah. people that's doing it because we appreciate them. And right, I mean, just like us. And the last person we got is, I mean, right now, active, we got Don Lemon. And I mean... Don is kind of a hit and miss lately. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I, I would was, like to have a conversation with Don <laughs> to talk to him about some of the things he's been saying. Exactly. Lately. But that's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge um, fan and I listen to the Urban View on Sirius XM because on that particular station, you have like Karen Hunter. You yeah, have Karen is all, yeah, Karen Karen would be the one I would say on a national level that's yeah. doing it on from tech to everything. Right. Karen is all. But if you don't have it, then you don't hear her. Yeah. If you're not, or unless you're like following you're her, paying, that's one thing. So if you're not paying for a subscription. Right. So the only person we got is Don Lemon and Lester Holt. Yeah. That's all we got right now. <laughs> Pretty much. And Lester is off the chain. And then we got the dude from MSNBC that do the Fallback Fridays, Ari. Yeah. Uh, but he's white, but he, at least he bring hip hop artists on. Right. Because I mean, even like, if you're talking about like Gail King, I don't, I don't necessarily watch CBS Morning or whatever morning show she's on. So I can't speak to like how much she shows up. Um, or even like Robin Roberts. Is that how you say her name on GMT? Oh, yeah, GMT. Yeah. But see, that's still right. very. Yeah, I don't know how much she truly. I've heard criticism of her um, a little bit more than I think from a cultural perspective than I've heard. Like, But positive. if you don't control the platform, you don't get control of the stories that are being talked exactly. about. So it only goes so far. Right. Right. Hey, sir, can you do me a solid? I need a refill. Um, <laughs> can so... I get a refill? Go ahead. Want to talk about Apple News real quick? Go. Apple. So, Apple acquires patents from AI security camera, Maker Lighthouse. Uh, Lighthouse is now defunctioning, um, but Apple has acquired patents dealing with using computer vision to scan and recognize faces. Mm. Lighthouse patents describes tech with very similar to what Apple currently relies on for its face ID. Mm-hmm. And this was the purpose of the acquisition to place Apple in a stronger position against IP lawsuits or simply a defensive move to make sure no one else can use these patents. Which one do we think it is? <laughs> is Apple actually trying to strengthen the game or are they just trying to make sure nobody else can get in the game? Uh, I don't know enough about how closely the um, the technology is, but it definitely sounds like it's a move to protect their interests. They like, all right, so that's great. We're just going to take that. Thank you. So this is how I'm, I'm going to tell you how I feel about Apple. As you can see, we got <laughs> right. way, way too many Apple products around right. here. Um, very avid Apple supporter. Thank you very much, sir. Very, very avid supporter, but you go to Samsung. I know Samsung, we're going to talk real quickly about the gimmick phones. Is this actually a laptop or a phone? Mm-hmm. But Samsung, I remember somebody made a post where it says Samsung allows another phone to charge another phone wirelessly. Mm. And Apple is pushing that you can focus and unfocus the background in a photo. <laughs> so, so, right. Who's really innovating? So you talking about your phone over there, and you know how almost every right every black person coming to your house. Hey man, you got you got to charge. <laughs> right. You I'm on about eight percent. Yeah. I never understand why. Just charge your phone in the mm-hmm. morning when you wake up. Just keep or in the car. Phone. Yeah. So everybody come, they on eight to twelve percent. Right. And so with the Samsung, you just gonna be able to come up to your friend, put your phone by there. Bump and, it up a little bit. But Apple is really 
Apple has a whole commercial yeah. where the, the, the little lady was talking about something. Did you just, whatever she said, FOMO or did you, basically she was saying, did you just what burn my child one? out in the background? There's that one and then there's the one where they laying in bed as a couple and the dude is getting jealous about her coworker who's in the background. So he fades him out and feels better about the photo. So they have multiple commercials. So about Apple this has feature. three commercials, which means millions of dollars. Yeah. Into being able to blur out images in the background. <laughs> Samsung has a folding phone that's twelve hundred dollars that pretty much becomes an iPad when you yeah. iPad Mini when you unfold it. Wireless charging from phone to phone. <laughs> Is it time for Tim Cook to go? Do we need like and Brian, I know you're out there listening. Like, is it time for Apple to try like to try again? Is it time for them to take more risk? I can't get over it. I will never be able to deny that Apple has one of the best iOSs. Yeah. The airdrop, certain things that you can do with a Mac, the yeah. uh being able to text directly from your desktop all, right, those, all of that the certain, integration is yeah, great the ios and the integration is, is yes. un, unbeatable to me yes but the features <laughs> right the features right. samsung is killing y'all right now yeah and truthfully like iphones actually have some samsung technology in it anyway so i think that it just it also just kind of reflects back on apple's history right so they've never necessarily been the first to market on anything they kind of see what's out there. Oh, good. We'll just innovate on top of that and then release it. Because the iPod wasn't like the first to market. There were other ones that were out right. there. They saw how it performed. And they, they were like, well, we're going to like take this, Appleize it, and release it. And now it's going to be this huge thing that just takes over the marketplace. So who knows? They're probably watching Samsung like, oh, that's great, guys. Let's see how many people adapt to this. Okay, now we're going to do it. I think that's just what their ethos is. And I mean, you got to think, I went from 6 to 10. I, I missed three versions of the phone because I felt there was no need. And I only. Yeah, I went from six to eight and I had to get an eight. I couldn't wait for that. Yeah, 10. I had. Well, I waited as long as I could for the 10. By the time I was getting the 10 was already out. Otherwise, I would have been on the same. But I kept the six as long as I could because the other updates, all I was like, okay, the phone is getting bigger, but it's doing the exact same, same, same thing. Same thing, right. And before the updates, used the the versions used to be better. Like you could well, wait for the release of the new one because you knew it may have been like sleeker. Something it was the same phone, same phone. And as uh, our director Dante said, he said Mike wants to be able to charge his phone from his <laughs> AirPods. I wouldn't exactly want to be able to charge my phone, but I would love to be able to recharge. They should go ahead and make a little device where I can just recharge my AirPods right. from the phone. Like it should be some connectivity. Yeah, that's I, just like the pencil. Like I have a pen. I had never used that thing because you just have to remember to charge it and there's no little light that lets let you, you know, know it's going dead. Right. My pencil is literally sitting right <laughs> by my nightstand and it's been there. It's dust on it at this point. Right. It's been sitting there so long. I right. I was hyped about it. I was like, oh my God, that's so dope. Never, maybe never use, use it, it twice. Never use it. And maybe there's other like rip-off pencils that at least have a light on it. <laughs> right. I know Apple wants the things to be very simplistic, but give us a light. And there was another conversation I was having with someone else who's a, another a Apple purchaser, and they were just saying how Apple has been able to like really commoditize like all of the features, right? So if you do the latest like MacBooks or the uh, the um, Air um, the Air Max or whatever, I can't think of the name right now. But anyway, because of the ports, so you have to buy like extensions to add the other devices Which that you need. Why. Right, but so now you're paying. <laughs> he was saying like the estimated value for all the other stuff that you need to like have a fully functional laptop is like $150. 
but all the other like plugins that you need in order to be able to do what you were used to do before. Now let me just make it clear. I would never ever ever buy a PC again. That just No me happen. either. I don't care. Yeah, no me either. The phones actually and we haven't been able to talk about him and I, I meant to tell you about this. I think I've tried to send it to you and share it with you, but I didn't get it to you. There is a young black man mm-hmm. from Quincy, Florida. Mm-hmm. which is right outside of Tallahassee for those that don't know uh, owns a company called Friggers I really want to call him and talk to him about this name talking to him on um, yeah, Brandon. Week. Yeah. Oh, oh you are one of his partners yeah oh see yeah. that's why I haven't want to call each other and catch up and a lot of people should know the show, but yeah. there is a black owned mobile company mm-hmm from a young man from Quincy, Florida, mm-hmm. driving his little Lamborghini, and I don't, I don't even—I'm happy he went and bought a Lamborghini. Ball out, young man. <laughs> Appreciate all that. And he has a new phone coming out, and I have considered with that. Uh, I think he has a plan for sixty dollars a month. I might decrease some of my services from Verizon, and I think I'm gonna make my business phone a Frigger's phone. Nice. Uh, um, That'll be so dope. Just want to give a shout out for people that don't know. We're not pushing them. We're not getting them for free. As Mm-mm. most people know, we don't get free stuff. But you definitely should uh, go look at Friggers and uh, have the opportunity to go buy a phone from him. But that's dope. You're meeting with his partner. Phone conversation. Reached out. And he was like, you want to talk? So I was going to let you know. So they, we may be having a guest. Oh. Ah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. See, y'all don't know. I mean, take me some mics be doing things. <laughs> but, you know, people hit us on. It's funny how people hit us on. Well, we'll talk about that all day. We'll talk <laughs> all right. About. Next up, what we got? So the streaming wars uh-huh. before we get into our black, the black history. I just want y'all to know, stay. Don't leave us. We got about 12 of y'all out there watching. We know most people watch when they get home, but y'all share in the daytime. We're doing a Black History Month recap. You just don't want to miss that. Um, <laughs> the streaming war. So AT&T has hired a new head of HBO. Um, I didn't really know AT&T owned HBO. Me either. No, Learn something new. Yeah. So within his name is Greenblatt. Greenblatt. Mm-hmm. These names, man. Um, HBO hired Bob. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's going to call. I'm assuming that's probably Robert. Yeah. HBO has hired Robert. Mm-hmm. But we're going to use Bob. Use Bob. Robert that's what is it's now in associated there. with R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> within 24 hours, Bob was asked about HBO's competition in the streaming wars. He told NBC News, Netflix doesn't have a brand. Bob should have been fired at that very moment. And then he said, it's just a place where you go to get anything. Bob should have been slapped at that moment. (laughs) It's like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Bob should have been pushed out of the building at that moment. According to Bob, Netflix has a great business model when you're trying to reach as many people on the planet as you can. Bob, that's what HBO should be doing. This is when I wonder how those guys get these kind of jobs. Right. Bob, don't be Bob. (laughs) That's going to be, we're going to have to, you know, we bring up these terms and we have to implement them for two weeks. Don't be Bob. It's definitely going to have to come in. But Bob, that's what HBO needs to do. If I have a brand that can reach anyone on the planet and provide everybody with everything. I'm going to deem that as successful. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm not going to go to my team and be like, hey, guys. We're pleasing way too many people. <laughs> we need to scale back. Everybody can find everything they're looking for. <laughs> this isn't working out for me. 
I want to know how Listen, Bob got that job. Bob is um because of <laughs> obviously his comments are based on what's probably happening within their C-suite and the conversations they're having. It's a spin, right? So he's kind of like pushing for HBO being a niche brand, and we have a very targeted consumer. We have our HBO like the best thing HBO has done in the last six months is when they changed their little intro. From the typical, <laughs> now they got the one where it goes all through, where HBO was almost like an apartment complex, mm-hmm. and it shows different people sitting down viewing HBO. Their little HBO intro is about the best thing HBO has done. They don't have any new series that's dope. Showtime is killing them with the series. Showtime's has uh, Shameless, my two favorite right now, mm-hmm. Shameless and The Shot. And the reason why those are my favorite, because they both talk about Chicago, Southside, but they give you totally different perspectives of being poor and white in Chicago, Southside, mm-hmm. and being black and poor in Chicago. But it's so dynamic. But they're both on Showtime. Yeah. Then they got Black Monday. Like, Showtime is killing them. All Showtime, I mean, all HBO really got is right now for me. I mean, GLT, everybody hot about that. And Bill Maher. Yeah. But I mean... Y'all banking on one show. So if you're going to be a niche brand and, you know, uh, our AP put in here to explain to people what exactly does it mean to have a brand? A brand is definitely something of how you relate to clients. And Mm -hmm. basically your brand speaks for you when you can't speak for yourself. That's how we teach people with brand psychology. Right. What does your brand say when you're not around to defend yourself? And if my brand can talk to anybody about anything. We've done something right. You've done everything right. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean. That's what you want. That's what, that's, that's literally. You may start out niche, but ultimately you want to become global. Bro, like like you literally (laughs) have described a dream of every marketing company to say that when people see that in and hear that little noise. Right. They get excited. My two-year-old knows the noise for Netflix. Like, stop it. Nobody (laughs) said, let's HBO and chill. (laughs) No. Ever. No. So that's what I'm saying. So him, his statements just really speak to how far away he is from what's actually happening in the marketplace. And that's probably what's going to kill HBO because they're not responding to what's actually happening. They're responding to what they're talking about in their C-suite and not really what's happening with the people. And they're going to lose consumers that way. They're going to lose subscribers. And people are already cutting the cord. People who have jacked up um, fire sticks and access to HBO for free. Like, come on. I I ain't even want to do today's ignorance on this, but we just like, Dante, can I get the camera? Bob, uh, we just, we were going to give today's ignorance to Trump, but we're going to give it to you. Bob Greenblatt, G-R-E-E-N-B-L-A-T-T. You, sir, are today's ignorance. The ultimate goal of a brand is to be able to reach and communicate with as many people as possible. Even if your brand starts niche and expands to other demographics because they've come into that niche, I don't know what you're doing as the CEO of HBO. I don't I don't I don't know why you got the job, but there's a reason why people Netflix and chill, even though it definitely turned into a sexual connotation of men that were too cheap to take a woman out on a date. The biggest thing is you were still willing to Netflix because it was something you were going to be able to find that you were going to be able to enjoy together. There was at least one show of common ground that you could binge on and watch it for two hours to 16 hours because you found something you can enjoy. You know what happens when most people go to HBO? They either are looking for something on demand to watch Game of Thrones because winter is coming or to watch <laughs> Bill Maher or they go to Showtime, Cinemax or Stars because they have a package and HBO isn't even included in the packages. You now get Cinemax, Stars, and um, Showtime all together. HBO, except 
Y'all were just out the game. And hiring you just proves, look, HBO, fire him and fire him now. Y'all are already failing. I don't see it getting any better. Ava is going to Netflix. The Obamas. Obama's is going to Netflix. <laughs> look, bro, I, you don't get it. You know, I've, I've been watching my boy TJ's DJs and doing his TJ's music review. Certain people just say certain things where they sound ignorant. And I'm not even mad. I feel bad for you. And that's what TJ said. And I understood what TJ was saying. When people say something so stupid, you don't even, you're not mad no more. When you say something so dumb as to say Netflix isn't a brand because they got something for everybody and they're just everything. You know how many men in this world want their woman to come to them and be like, he is my everything. Nobody wants to be like, you know, he fulfills this little part of my life, but I go get everything else from somebody else. Bob, you are today's ignorance and you need to be fired immediately. You can split the camera back up. We, we can go back. No, that was just straight brand envy. That's what that was. He's or are envious. you jealous? If, yeah. you, if you jealous, just say it. Like T- right. and, um, TJ said that last night. If you hating, just hate on me. Right. But don't try to sound smart by looking stupid. Right. Because you looking real ignorant. Real. <laughs> real. <laughs> Let like me tell like you who ain't going to Showtime ain't going to hire you. <laughs> right. And to sit there and compare Netflix to Encyclopedia Britannica, that just completely, because Encyclopedia Britannica is old, outdated technology, right? We're talking about books, cases of books. And so Encyclopedia Britannica even, messed up because they didn't want to go digital. They right. should have went. They was like, oh, right. everybody's just going to so steal anything, and not buy HBO it. HBO is Encyclopedia Britannica, yes. not Netflix. You are the Encyclopedia. Netflix is Google. You can find <laughs> everything, everything right. on Google. You, sir. HBO is Encyclopedia Britannica. You are a boxed-in shell. Last time y'all was great was when Mike Tyson was fighting, and everybody used to come to watch the Mike Tyson fights on set. That was when y'all was hot. Y'all lost boxing. Now boxing is pay-per-view. Y'all didn't even make that move. Oscar De La Hoya and... um, Money Mayweather, they just ate UFC y'all up. Showtime, Showtime killed y'all with that. Everybody took what y'all was doing and made it great. Game of Thrones, though. That's, That's all, all they got. <laughs> One season is left. <laughs> so what happens after this season is gone? Right. Exactly. Bob, we're going to send you a letter. We want you to respond to us after Game of Thrones, and we want to see how your subscriptions numbers do mm-hmm. after Game of Thrones is all. So, um... We're now. We're not even going to give Trump. We we've because we have we have vowed to try to stay away from the orange man, whatever possible. Right. So we just gonna pass that. Is that okay? We with can you? skip that because we gave it today's ignorance to somebody else. All right. Next. Black History Month recap, Toya. I just wanted to run this by you, friend. Uh huh. Definitely should have been a phone call. Um. So we had Michael Jackson is coming down. Although this happened in March. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave in Neverland. Right. Um, R. Kelly screaming on CBS about what he hasn't done even though as our director has pointed out to us he made a song called I Admit that one too yeah that was the other one I couldn't think of we had Jussie Smollett whether (laughs) (laughs) whether Jussie got beat down or not yeah um, whether he paid for training or was training cold word for this is the day you beat me up and I mean Jussie I don't I don't think he needed but then we had something interesting. Mm-hmm. Jordan Woods, a little bit after Black History Month, but I want to include her in there. Mm-hmm. 
Jordan Woods gets calls out by the Kardashians and yeah. you ever want to know where where your power ends you don't mess with the Smiths in Hollywood that was the last call for the Kardashians and I don't care what nobody say if you want to know why Jordan Woods did Red Table it wasn't just because she's the god goddaughter of Will and Jada mm-hmm. you just don't mess with Will everybody likes Will some point your fame that you got from being naked on camera it uh it will expire it, it and it's definitely not gonna beat the portfolio of the work that will smith has done mm-hmm. um solange's album drops right everybody is about to try to find a yahoo account to re-log into their myspace account <laughs> uh black planet i mean right if y'all wasn't going to be on Black Planet before Solange album, definitely don't get back on Black Planet because of that album. That album was trash. <laughs> I'm still going through it. I'm still going through I'm it. I'm sure you are. I'm still that's going a, that's it. what it takes to get through that album. <laughs> Solange gave y'all 22 tracks of ad libs and at best, I guess, intermissions. Yeah. So I've been listening to it on YouTube. And I've only been playing like maybe a track or two here and there. Like I'm literally maybe like on track three. So I haven't gotten that far. So I can't get my opinion just yet. Her her best but. her best song got by 13 words in it. <laughs> That's like the first song. The first song I was like, all right, okay. You was waiting? Yeah. <laughs> you was waiting for you was waiting for the verse to drop and to get past right. the course. Right. Yeah. So uh she just did everything wrong on that. Mm. Y'all see, this is what we going through. Battery didn't exhaust it. We got to get back in the game. <laughs> we slacking. I know, David. We we got it. We going. Uh-huh. Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. Director slipping. It's okay. I can see when it come back. Um. So, is there anything? Positive that we need to address about last month that maybe I missed. I, I'm I'm so, normally the bad guy of us too, even though people don't know you'll cut them with a smile. <laughs> I won't, y'all. No, but so I would say. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, before you move forward, yeah. I just want you to know because our boy is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, our other part of the team with Digital Grass, David has stated. Yes. Solange album. <laughs> Sounds like when incense is burning with no aroma. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love Solange though. I think she is, you know, she's doing her thing. She's found her own lane. I just haven't listened to it, so I can't chime in. I can't chime in. I can't chime in. But what I was going to say is one of the things that you heard a lot of this Black History Month that you kind of have before, but I think you heard a lot of it this, this month is a focus on not living within the 28 days and so there was a lot of movements on social media kind of like talking about beyond black history month etc cetera, etc cetera. and kevin hart came out with that black history month segment on Netflix. yo that was amazing that was pretty I, fun I, almost every besides you almost because <laughs> your son is really young yeah but almost everybody i knew that had like a teenager or preteen kid mm-hmm. i hit up parents and was like yo watch this with your kids yeah, that was really we did dope. 
two years old. He was sitting right there. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. But I, I thought that that was really cool because it not only sort of confronted how inventions were claimed mm-hmm. in the past by people who did not invent them, as well as uh, sort of like people who you don't hear all the time. And a lot of the people that he talked about are still kind of like very well-known names, but they're not the title, the headliners, right? They're not the Harriet Tubman, the Frederick Douglass, et cetera, et cetera. He gave you sort of that next tier down of people who still did phenomenal things in history, but they don't get the same level of shine because you only have 28 days. Like, yeah. I think it was the, the part I liked about it the most. It still had the Kevin Hart humor to it. Yeah, it was very informative, lighthearted. Yeah, it, at the same time, mm-hmm. it was some things that I didn't, you know, didn't go through. And I mean, I'm glad he did it. Yeah, and I'm also glad he's overcome a lot of things. I know he's feeling the um, part two of Jumanji. I know mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith and Martin are back in the lab. They're doing Bad, Bad Boys, Boys Three. Yep. I don't care how bad that is. I'm going to see it. Um, this is going to have to happen. Yeah. So there's definitely. And Will Smith about to play the genie. Did Aladdin come out yet? Yo, yeah, that's out of control. <laughs> like Will Smith is blue and he's still going to kill it. Right. Um, so that's really it. But I mean, you need to hit us off with the I, in these streets. I would go right. ahead and give them this information before we go. So real quick, because of course the social media sphere is all a flutter about this whole Kylie Jenner being called a self-made billionaire by Forbes and being on the cover of Forbes magazine. So that's what's happening in these streets when someone who clearly does not come from the bottom up, right? She started at a pretty high level. Her followers on social media at the millions, um, her family well connected so it's not as if she literally was like the first generation or the first to do xyz in her family her sisters had a tv show when she was little so she's already been in the limelight so that's why you're seeing a lot of the backlash and of course you know people may be like oh these are just you know kardashian haters no (laughs) it's about calling a spade a spade and realizing that people who make it to a certain level and go through a certain thing in life they want to have that level of recognition for a reason and to just sort of give it away to somebody who clearly did not become self-made it just totally waters down the idea of what being self-made is I mean there is a young black lady out there that has a multi or a billion dollar yeah makeup line makeup line Mm -hmm. that's self-made right she's a straight she was a um, cosmetologist she did her thing it's not like she came from wealth but she had a good product. And another thing is, Kylie is a self-made billionaire with only a $900 million evaluation. Right. So she hasn't even hit the, she hasn't broken through yet. And then the other part is money that she got from family wealth and keeping up with the Kardashians and yeah. everything else. So, And then too, how much of it is her invention? None. Right, did she just she just white labeling some stuff? Like I don't know enough about her line. No, it's a company in um, California that manufactures it and ships it out. Uh, I think actually a lot of it was done through Shopify initially and stuff like that. So it's just like she didn't really have to do nothing. Right, Um, put a name on it, and it sold because it came from her. So, and that's the thing too. I think that consumers we get so caught up in the fandom of it. Like, how well does her stuff really work? 
Like, if you were to compare it to, like, some really great cosmetic brands, like, is her stuff really that great? I don't know. I've never used it. But I'm just saying, I think that we oftentimes get so caught up in the fandom of it. And, oh, my God, I got to support her. I love her. Versus, like, it being a really great product. We got to get back to quality. I'm just going to say we got to get back to being real. That's uh, Quit chasing fame and chase real numbers. And so what I wanted to do, a new thing I want to add in is I think we should do a shout out. Start doing a shout out at the end of each show because mm-hmm. we used to do, you know, the one word, but the one word works better when we have a large group. Right. So my shout out for this week is going to be to AOC mm-hmm. for asking those real questions. And all AOC pr- is Alexandra Cortez. What's her last name? <laughs> Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, acronyms the worst thing. <laughs> um, I appreciate you. I think having a younger mindset, I love the way she set up. Not set up, but I love the way she positioned her questions with, um, mm-hmm. what's your boy name, uh, that's going down for Trump, his lawyer. Oh, uh, uh, put me on the spot. What's his name? Michael his, Michael, yeah. Flynn? No? No, no, not no. Mike. What's what? The, Whatever. Anyway, y'all know who that is. See, we'll put it at the bottom. Our, yeah, <laughs> this is why we need our uh, <laughs> we'll AP We'll put it at the bottom. But Michael Cohen. There you go. Yeah, so yes. I love the way she positioned herself to talk about Michael Cohen, to make him talk about Trump's taxes, why there's still no reason why we shouldn't be able to get Trump's tax returns, even if he is being audited. I think having that young spirit and the way she's approaching questions is really dope, and she's been doing a great job. And if we had more, because you got to think a lot of these people that are in there now have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So they were there when they were younger, too. They mm-hmm. just wasn't as bright as her. I think she should be the standard of what we should have in Congress. And I Absolutely. think she's doing a great job. I agree shout with out to her. So. so I'm going to give my shout out to all the ladies out there who've been rocking their natural hair, whether it was locks or whatever, even if your state didn't provide you protection. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. We're going to do a quick little bit of ATS after this, but some things have changed. So shout out to us sponsoring us. <laughs> Sponsored by Digital Grass, Cosmology, Timeline Brewery, uh, Culture Infused Creations, Medium 4. Like we did this on our own, guys. So don't think we ain't going to get some more money. Don't get <laughs> confused. But uh, this is a us by us we, us we is definitely it's a fubu y'all we is fubu in this situation for us by us uh, but this year we want to dedicate ourselves to more local news talking about topics and issues that you guys want more information from so consistently hit us up on our social media yes. pages to just tell us which topics you want to have addressed uh, this will also be becoming a podcast that's why we kind of running over we don't mind we'll address the issues so Next thing is, we're going to take this and turn it into a podcast, too. So we're going to get this information out there. We know we got a lot of professionals Mm -hmm. that like to listen to this. And we know what that truly means. Why y'all don't watch us is y'all battery already running low (laughs) (laughs) and and to stream video at work would drain your phones. So you rather have that podcast. So we are going to podcast this year for everybody to listen to. But this is what it's going to look like. Tech beats and bites. We're covering everything. Technology, the beats to the street, the music yeah. industry, the bites, all the bites of information, local, uh, political. Just watch the advertisement we put together because, you know, we got to stay together. We coming but, it, We bringing it to you. Y'all ain't ready. Yeah. You prepare yourself. So 2019, our welcome back show for Tech Beats and Bites. And you know, as it is, that's Toya. That's Mike. And this is Tech, Tech Beats, beats and, and Bites. bites.